You know, last week we, we started looking at uh, a series that God's kind of stirring in my heart. And as we started looking at that, I, I mentioned that God's really given me a picture of something that I think is imperative for our church. It's integral for our church in accomplishing the purpose that He has for us. You know, we say as a church we're here to love God, love people, and we're here to make an impact in our world. That's the purpose of Christ Community Church. If we're doing that, I, I feel pretty good. And, and what we talked about last week, we looked at the book of Luke, of all the books, and just the ministry of Jesus Christ and how he seemed to eat a lot. Or at least be around food a lot. I mean, something about him, he was pretty consistently at a table, he was breaking bread, he was multiplying fish and all that stuff. There was something about meals and Jesus' ministry. And my, my supposition, my understanding, my hypothesis, whatever word you want to use as a pastor is that I don't know at times that we're using our tables effectively. I don't know at times that we're really doing well with the tool that we have. I mean, again, last week I asked, and I won't ask again because we all answered last week, who has a table? We all have a table. It's something that we all can use, yet at times we don't utilize it. You know, I have a, a hypothetical table up here. You know what I'm talking about? You know, Dad comes home and he goes to the mailbox and he gets the mail and he's got his hands full because he's been at work all day, so he comes home and he tosses the mail on the table. And then Mom goes out because there's a newspaper outside and she grabs the newspaper and she comes inside and puts the newspaper on the table and then the kids come home from school and they got their folders with all this great homework that they've had to do all week long and, and they lay their folder out and they bring it home and they stack their, 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 their folder or their homework on the table. You know what I'm saying? And then you get a cool little screwdriver at church and you don't know what to do with it so you take it home and you throw it on the table. And... I mean, we got these tables and that's what we do, right? What is the purpose of a table? Just, yes. That is absolutely an incredible answer. Yes, William. Okay, for making Legos, most people have a table for a singular purpose. Most people, whoever it was, the genius who invented a table, was hungry and wanted somewhere to eat dinner, right? I mean, I think if we look it up, yes, we can play Legos on it. Yes, we can stack mail on it. Yes, it can become a catch-all for everything and anything in our life. But the reality of it is, the simplicity of the purpose of a table is to eat food on. We can complicate it. We can make it more complex than it truly is. But your table was designed for you to sit down, right? Most tables have chairs, right? For you to sit down and have a meal. But the problem is, there's something that's hindering the purpose of the table. There's something that's stopping us from utilizing the table. This morning I want to talk about the simplicity of clutter or the complexity of clutter, whichever way you want to look at it. You know, the reality is the, 
the one of one of the biggest hindrances to to our table is actually just clutter. It's stuff. It's all the stuff. And so we're not going to invite someone over for dinner because we've got too much stuff on our table. I mean, who wants to come over? If I said uh, to, to, to some of the kids, you know, do you guys want to come over for dinner today? And, and they came over and I said, hey, let's have dinner. And so I just moved my piles a little bit and I put a plate here. And I guess, well, I can put a plate on top of here. And, um, well, I don't know. So we'll put a plate here. And, well, you're just stuck on the floor. Who wants to come over to my house and have a meal? Because I've got food, right, guys? Man, I'm taking your gold star away now. What kind of meal happens at a table like this? Sad is, it is a family meal sometimes. You know, I have a feeling that if Jesus, you know, Jesus often taught in parables, right? He would use examples from life, and then he would teach a parable from that analogy. I have a feeling that Jesus might say something like this, you claim to eat with each other, but you haven't even bothered to clean off your table. That just sounds like something Jesus would say. You know, he might say something like, um, your table's been so cluttered you can't even use it if you want it that just seems like something jesus would say and if you need it in king james i could say thy table is not cleanest or something and and you can't use it so just for walt's sake i have to do a little king james just so it gets the the analogy that i'm doing right now you know there's some profound spiritual truth i believe in in our table the practical understanding of utilizing a table that is cluttered i think we can see we can get it. I'll tell you, if you come and this is the table you sit at, the conversation's going to be scattered. And people probably are going to be ready to leave because they're going to wonder why you've got a screwdriver and duct tape on the table. They're going to feel undervalued because they didn't, you couldn't even clean off your table when they came to supper. And we know this, and so we just make the excuse, well... If I declutter the table, it's just going to get cluttered tomorrow, right? If anyone ever walked up to my desk, you would say, Pastor, you're preaching to yourself this morning. My desk is often cluttered. This microphone is going to drive me crazy, so I'm going to declutter right now. So the challenge that we're going to look at this morning, the, the, the sermon that I want us to speak is just to declutter our tables. I want to look at a story. We kind of touched on it last week when we were looking at Jesus and the table. It's a story that I'm sure that we've heard, we've read, we understood, we've heard it preached. But I think it's a good leeway into our clutter because how many know our clutter isn't always bad? Like there's some treasures in this stuff. There's some good stuff, there's some stuff we need, there's some stuff we don't need. I mean, if I was looking for a grill and I knew that there was a sale at at Sears, then this is an important piece of paper. But what do we do with our clutter? 
I think we need to declutter our tables. I think we need to declutter ourselves. That's what we're going to look at. I'm just going to pray. God, we thank you this morning for our opportunity to be in this place this day. We thank you for, God, ideas and and understandings that we can apply. And so, Holy Spirit, I pray for the Word of God this day, that it illuminates truth in our lives. A simple truth, God, that we can grab a hold of. Something that stirs in us, God, so, so that we can effectively use every tool, so that we can effectively fulfill every purpose that you've given. God, I pray for my words that they would be yours. I ask for your anointing upon me. God, I pray that we would hear, we would receive what you have in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to read a story. This is going to be familiar. Luke chapter 10. It's verses 38 through 42. And it says, As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where, there was a, where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work or the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you're worried and upset about many things. But few things are needed or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. You know, I think what we see in this story Now, whose responsibility was the meal or the preparations? Mary and Martha are in a home. Whose home is it, the Scripture says? It's Martha's home, right? So if I'm coming to your house, you get to make the meal, right? I mean, it's your responsibility. It's your obligation. I mean, if I'm coming over to your house, you're going to make sure that the meal was right. She, she feels the pressure of the meal. She wants to make sure she's got company. All of a sudden, Jesus and his whoever showed up, and she's got to make all this food, and she's got to clean the table because it was a mess, all this stuff. And so that's what Martha is doing, and Mary is doing what? She's just sitting down at the feet of Jesus. It's not about who's right or who's wrong. It's about what I see in Martha is someone whose life was cluttered. There was so much that she had convinced herself that needed to be done. There was so much that she convinced herself she had to get through in order to be able to sit down with Jesus. And if everyone else would just get up and help, then we could sit down sooner. But the reality was she was living with clutter. I mean, we all have clutter. Our lives become cluttered. There's so much to do. We've got commitments. We've got work. We've got debt. We've got wants. We've got hobbies. We've got church. We've got family. We've got invitations. We've got activities. We've got doctor's appointments. We've got surgeries. We've got all these things. We've got flights to Thailand. We've got chores. We've got electric going out. We've got obligations. We've got so much stuff in our lives. I'm talking about it's a busy season. I hate when I preach sermons that reflect on my life. This week has been cluttered. There's so much to get done. There's so much to do. There's so many things to, to happen. And my wife's birthday has to fall in the middle of it. So what do I do? I schedule a cleanup day on my wife's birthday. Because of all the, the clutter. Because of all the chaos. 
And then in the midst of the clutter, we wonder why we're not fulfilling our purpose. In the midst of the chaos, we wonder why supper is just not going right. And the reality is it's just so much clutter. It's just so much stuff. Yeah, there's good stuff. Yeah, it's important to remember your wife's birthday. There's good things. But there's also a lot of junk in there. So i got to, to be able to recognize the clutter. You know, there's a scripture, and I'm not going to read the whole thing. There's a parable Jesus taught about a sower who was sowing seeds. And he said there would be these things. He called them thorns that would come up and they would choke the seed. When Jesus explained that parable, he said the seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word of God, but the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, they choke the word, making it unfruitful. What do I picture there? Is, is something is, is crowding, something is cluttering the purpose of the seed, and it's choking it out. And so many times, whether it's our physical table or the table that is you, I feel like there's so much clutter that's hindering the purpose that God has made us for. There's so much clutter that causes us at times to to, to not be able to be what Walt talked about, salt and light in the world. That causes us not to be able to do what or, or to be who God designed us to be because there's just so much stuff. Most houses aren't like mine. So I'm going to say something here that doesn't resonate in my house, but probably resonates in yours. Your clutter won't take care of itself. My house is magic. If I leave something on the table, it disappears. I don't know what happens. Your clutter will not take care of itself. Your clutter will go nowhere unless you decide to do something about it. Not only will it not go anywhere, but that pile will continue to grow. We have to recognize the necessity to declutter. You know, with Mary and Martha, I talked about that story and the clutter was all the responsibilities and all the obligations. She was missing the simplicity of a moment with Jesus Christ because of everything that needed to be done. You know, there's something about prioritizing our lives. Yeah, there are things that are important. There are things that are essential. There are things that we absolutely have to do. But how much of what we have is just stuff that we save because we might need this someday. Or stuff that we piled on stuff of stuff that was important because that I didn't get to look at it yet, but I'll look at it later. And then all of a sudden, we've got this stuff. And we're going to clean it up tomorrow. I'll get to it tomorrow, but there's too much stuff to get done, so I never get to it tomorrow. In my notes, I put, even with the greatest intentions, nothing will happen unless we're intentional. 
You hear what I'm saying? When you can sit in the service today and you can say, Pastor, boy, that was a profound message. I, I hear you. I, I, I recognize I need to do that. I recognize it's something that needs to be done. But, but without being intentional, your intentions don't get you very far. Your intentions won't change your clutter. Your intentional actions will. Your intentional choices will. What is the clutter? I need to declutter. There's, there's some things that are good. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 through 8. Don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. The peace of God, which transcends understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. You know, there's some things that in my clutter are important. There's some things that at some day I'm going to need, and I need to take time to think about them. And what do I do when I think about them? I decide where the tape goes. So where does the tape belong? Because it doesn't belong on my table, but it's something that's going to be very important to me sometime. Or I look at it, and I say, here's a piece of paper. Just a random piece of paper. So I have to look, you know. Sometimes people say I'm decluttering and all they do is resort. And so they got a pile of stuff that's important and a pile of stuff that's not. But now instead of a, just a scattered thing, we got two piles of important and not. So it's, it's important to start thinking about the clutter in my life. And I've got to start recognizing what is important in the midst of my clutter and what is not. Each of you should use whatever gift you've received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. There are things that are drawing you. There are things that are in your life that are good. And that means we use them. And we recognize them. But, the flip side, there are things in your life that you don't need. Now, I've been in some houses, and I'm not going to use names, and I'm not going to look at anybody right now, and I'm not even saying they're in this room, but I've been in places, I've been in churches where they keep a whole bunch of stuff that they don't need. We can't declutter unless we're willing to let go. Like throw something away, like get rid of something. Sometimes we declutter our table by cluttering our, our closets. Well, what good was that? We're just moving the mess. Sometimes we say this is worth something, so I'm going to keep it because I'll need it one day. When we know we'll never need it, but we keep it anyway, and we don't know what we'll need it for when we do need it because we've forgotten what it was used for in the first place. Wives, watch your elbows right now. That's why I stand up here. Hebrews, I'll let, I'll let this be preached by the word. Therefore, since we're surrounded this morning, you're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. Let's throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let's run the race. Let, let us run with perseverance the race marked out before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. You know, sometimes it's hard, but we've got to throw things away. 
And if you don't want to throw them away, then you find someone else, but not the church that you can give it to. Because that's what happens at churches, just for a moment. We have something that we don't know what to do with, but we think it's got value, so we take it to church so pastor can figure out what to do with it, but he doesn't really know what to do with it with either. So then it just becomes something that sits in a church until we don't know what to do with it. We've got a bunch of we don't know what to do with. I've been in churches. I'm telling you, it was frightening, the amount of stuff. And then we can't have church because there's nowhere to sit because everyone's stuff is in the middle of church. And there's nowhere to park because everyone had a good car that just wasn't running anymore. They wanted the church to have. Let us consider or throw away everything, throw off everything that hinders. There's a parable of a, or a story of Jesus talking to a rich ruler. And the guy says to Jesus, hey, what do I have to do to inherit the kingdom of God? What is it? What do you want? And what does Jesus say? Get rid of something. I mean, get rid of a lot of somethings, but get rid of it. Take what you have. Uh, In Matthew chapter 19, all these things I have kept, the young man said, what do I still lack? Jesus said, if you want to be perfect, sell your possessions and give them to the poor. You'll have your treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. When he heard this, he went away sad because he had great wealth. That man went away sad because it was too hard to let go. It was too hard to release. It was too hard to throw away. It was too hard to, to let go of what he had in order to, to, to see the purpose that God wants to uh, be accomplished in him. In your life, let me tell you this morning, I think there's rich rulers who are saying, I want to. Your intentions are in the right place for the plans of God in your life. I want to do everything that God wants me to do. And so what do I have to do? And I say, hey, you just have to use your table. And you say, hey, I'm willing to do that. And then I start talking about getting rid of some stuff. And you say, well, wait a minute. Now it's getting hard. You know, in your lives, sometimes it gets hard when we have to prioritize things. And we don't always get to do what we want, and sometimes we have to do what we don't want to do. When, when sometimes things are challenging, or there's things we just have to let go of, or we have to tell our kid no at some time, or we have to say we can't be there, or we have to say we can't do this, and, and at times we're not willing to do that, and so we go away sad. You have incredible purpose. Maybe it's just to sit down and eat. You have incredible purpose. But the clutter. But the clutter is causing it to not be fulfilled then you have to make a choice. You have to make a choice. And sometimes with choice comes sacrifice. Sometimes with choice means we do things that are hard to do. We let go of things. Man, this pen means the world to me. I wrote my first love letter to Tim with this pen. Doesn't write anymore. I didn't. This is I just picked up a random pen. I didn't write love letters either, so don't think that. (laughs) Sometimes you just got to let it go. Okay, don't put it on the floor, but put it in the garbage. Sometimes you just got to get rid of things. Why? Because I'm choosing. What did Jesus say to Martha? Mary chose what is better 
Mary chose what is better. Sometimes in the midst of our clutter, I've got to choose what is better. It's not about what is good. It's not about what is always okay. But it's about what is better. What is better for your life? What is better for your time? What is better for what you're doing? There's nothing wrong with hobbies. There's nothing wrong with with work. There's nothing wrong with all these things, with with sports teams and activities and, and programs and all that stuff. There's nothing wrong with church. There's nothing wrong with outreach. There's nothing wrong with with ministries. But if I'm too busy to experience the presence of Jesus, what's better? If I'm too overwhelmed with the clutter to be able to be used by God the way He designed me to be used, then what's better? What's better? Mary had to choose what is better. Jesus had to choose what is better. In Luke chapter 5, we see the news about him. He healed some lepers, and everybody started talking. Everybody started wanting to be around him, and everybody's following him around, and he's wanting them to make do miracles and everything else. It says, yet the news about him spread all the more, so the crowds of people came to hear him and to be healed of their sickness. But Jesus did what? Wait a minute now. People want to be healed. Right? I mean, the crowds are coming. This is what we've been working for. This is what we're doing. People are wanting to be touched. They want to be healed. They want to hear Him for crying out loud. They have good motives. This is a good moment. This is like what every church is hoping will happen. What was Jesus' choice? Now, this doesn't make sense. Jesus often withdrew to where? Lonely places and prayed. Why? Because sometimes we have to get away from the clutter. His discipline was decluttering himself. What did he do when he got away? He spent time with his father. Why? Because he knew he had to be filled up if he was going to pour out. And so he spent time with the Father. Now, I can see I, Peter didn't, didn't bother holding his tongue most of the time. I'm sure he's saying, Jesus, what are you doing? This is what we're waiting for. Like you said, come follow me. And now all these people are following you. They're being obedient. And you're doing what? You're leaving now? No, wait. Heal them first and then leave. He often withdrew. I'm not saying he neglected the purpose, but I'm saying he withdrew because he knew what was important. He chose what is better so he could be his very best. Matthew chapter 6, and this is where I'll probably stop. It says, don't worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans, they run after all these things. Then your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first. I'm going to tell you what is better. Seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you. When we prioritize God's purpose in our lives, I can promise he will meet your needs. 
when you prioritize what God designed you to do, when you prioritize, when you're intentional about being who God designed you to be, all these things will be added. All these things will be added. I will tell you, there will always be an excuse on why you can't. There will always be an excuse on how much clutter there is. There will always be a reason on why your table won't work. There will always be something that you can say in why you can't do what God's designed you to do. There will always be something that comes up in the midst of that. But let me tell you, seek first His kingdom and His righteousness. You were fearfully and wonderfully made. You were made by God with a purpose. You were made by God designed for a a kingdom purpose. I will promise you that purpose includes being a witness of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I will promise you that purpose can be accomplished at your dinner table if you're intentional about using it for that. I will promise that purpose will be accomplished in your life if you allow yourself to withdraw to lonely places at times, experience the presence of God, be filled up by Him so you can be poured out among many. But the clutter. You guys can come forward. This morning, I want you to think about your table. I may not be talking about your physical table. I may be talking about your physical table. Maybe I'm saying go home and clean your table today. That's fine but I want you to think about the table that is you. The table that is is your life. The table that is your time. The table that is your purpose that that, that God's designed you for. And I want you to begin to, to be honest. Oh, pastor, that's not clutter. That's organized. I got paper here and I got plates there. You know your clutter. You know those things that stop you from doing what God's designed you to do. You know those things that hinder you from accomplishing the purpose that He's given. Think about your clutter. Some of it's important. Some of it's imperative. There's bills in there that got to be paid or else they're taking my house and my car. But there's other things that need to be thrown off. There's other things that need to be released. There's other things that are hindering you from the, from the plans that God has for your life, and you just have to let them go. Today is a day to declutter. I'm going to pray, and as I pray, I'm just going to ask God to speak to you about your life and about your, your situation. God, I thank you for everyone in this room. And I thank you that I can say confidently, God, that you prepared an incredible purpose for each one of us. I thank you, God, that 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 purpose may be as simple as the purpose of a table, which is to eat a meal. Maybe as complex as preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. Whatever you want to say. But God, I prepare for each of us 
I pray for each of us, God, that, that we would be prepared. I pray we would have eyes to see. God, I pray that we would recognize the mess, the chaos, the clutter, and that we would do something about it. God, I pray for good intentions that become intentional actions. God, I pray that you help us to choose what is better. If we need to follow the example of Jesus Christ and withdraw to experience the presence of the Father, let us do that. God, if we just need to focus on what is right, we need to focus on those things that we need to hold on to, the what is pure, the what is noble, help us to grab a hold of those things. And God, for those of us who have to throw some things away, that junk mail that comes, that sin that always seems to creep in, those offenses, those hurts, the excuses. God, I pray that this day we could lay them at your feet. We could toss them. Your promise is that it's forgiven through the blood of Jesus Christ. Your promise is that whatever we ask for, God, that you can do it. Your promise is that you've forgiven it all. If we ask for that forgiveness to be redeemed in our lives. So this morning, God, I pray that we would declutter. Holy Spirit, illuminate truth in our eyes, in our minds. Let us know exactly what we look like. Let us see our table. Because you've got a purpose. An incredible purpose. An eternal purpose. For me. For each of us. In Jesus' name. As Walton Carey lead us in a chorus, I'll be here this morning. If you want to respond to this message and you say, Pastor, I, I need help. You know, sometimes when the mess is real big, we've got to bring in the, the big guns and they've got to come help us clean up a little bit. My mom and dad are moving. They listen to these sometimes so I can get yelled at later. But, you know, they lived in the same house for like 30 years. I'm glad I live in Nebraska and not in Kentucky right now. Sorry, Mom. Because, you know, after 30 years, there's a lot of clutter. <laughs> I can say after about eight years in our house, there's a lot of clutter. So sometimes you have to ask someone else to come help you sort through your clutter. And, and I want to be able to help you today if you need someone to stand with you. If you need someone to pray with you. If you say, Pastor, there is so much clutter, you don't know what you're getting into. Well, let's wait in it together. And we can start with one piece at a time. We can start taking one thing at a time. That's what I told my mom. She said, we've got to move. I said, well, 
Just do one box at a time, Mom. You got a purpose in your life. Amen. Won't care, you can lead us. And if you want to respond, if you want to spend some time withdrawing in the presence of Jesus, do that. But recognize that, that your table is imperative in the kingdom of God. The Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you, be gracious to you, may he turn his face towards you and grant you his peace. And may you declutter. Amen? Be blessed.